0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Writer's Advice podcast. I am here with another fabulous, fabulous interview with you guys, Um, not with you guys, for you guys today um, with a fabulous author that you are about to meet. But firstly, I want to thank our sponsor um, for making this all possible, Book Sprout. So Book Sprout is my go-to platform when it comes to building um, your early reader list, so your ARC list, and getting your advanced reader reviews, which are so incredibly important when it comes to, literally when it comes to putting your book out there, people buy, by, people do judge a book by its cover. So we initially get um, turned on by the cover, and then we read a little bit of about the blurb, and you know what, we're emotionally invested, yep, this story sounds right up my alley, and then we need to back it up by logic, and that is where Having reviews on your Amazon page or any or your Goodreads page backs up that logic for buying your book. So getting your advanced reader copies are very, very important. Um, make sure that you, yeah, check out Booksprout because they are my go-to service for using them. And if you're a writer listening into this, if you are working on a project right now or you want to get started on your first book, then I highly recommend going to Amazon, or you can go to my website, oliviahillia.com, and checking out the Writer's Journal. This is your new best friend, your new favorite little sidekick that you want to take everywhere with you to have the most seamless process when it comes to writing your story and getting all your ideas out onto paper before you hit the keyboard. But not only just getting them out onto paper, but having them all in one place. The writer's journal literally helps you go through your protagonist, getting to know them like there's no tomorrow, as well as um, your supporting characters. And then It asks you questions about how to really get the best out of these people and you're going to know them more deeper than anyone else, which really creates 3D characters. It also helps you create your world, whether that is a real world, a fantasy world is going to help you set it up so you feel like you are completely immersed and in that place so you are ready to write and then putting it all together into your scenes and into your plot, your chapter outline and most importantly it helps you put together a structure for how you are going to write, where you are going to um, dedicate the time and commit so it is realistic and able to fit into your lifestyle but also keep you accountable as well and all of that is found in the writer's I was going to say the Writer's Advice Journal. It's not the Writer's Advice Journal, but it is for listeners of this podcast. It is the Writer's Journal by Olivia Hilliard crafting the story that you were born to create. Okay, that is all for me. That is all for me. Um, Otherwise, if you're looking for a new read and you love uh, young adult sci-fi fantasy, my new series, The Dark Side Chronicles, are out. It is a twisted series. It is a twisted sci-fi fantasy dark romance um, that explores all your favourite tropes of a completely fantasy world. We've got a whole new race in there that's kind of like vampires but something a little bit different. Enemies to lovers. You've got a wild, the wildest love triangle that I have ever across that I'm obsessed with it and I love these stories so much. So um, book one is Black Blood. You can check that out on Amazon, on my website and see what everyone else is saying on Goodreads as well. Okay, but and that's enough about me and that's enough about what I've got going on. Let's dive into this week's episode of the Writer's Advice and our interview with this incredible author. Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration Welcome back to the Writer's Advice podcast everyone. Now I'm really excited because today I am joined by Sarah Smith whose book I literally just completely devoured and honestly it is one of my favourite style. Well I don't even know, I, I, I don't actually know what specific genre, I'll let you go into it because I don't actually know what specific genre you go into it. It was such a fun yet good read. I Absolutely loved it and um, it's it's your first novel but you started off in TV writing.
1: Yeah very yeah so I've been writing oh gosh it seems like an eternity um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so first time as a novelist so yeah so all new.
0: This is amazing and there's so much I want to dive into like the switchover of the genres and like and, and how you found it etc but You've been just writing in general like you said for a long time. How did it all begin for you? Like when were you like okay yeah cool I want to I want to be a writer?
1: Yeah, oh well look I went to uni at 17 and dropped out because I yeah I didn't finish my degree. I was doing literature and theatre arts and was much more interested in theatre arts. So just kept doing plays and then worked professionally as an actor. In This was in WA. Yeah. Um, and then my 20s seemed to roll by. I had a couple of kids and then I've kind of got to my late 20s and I thought, oh, I, I really should, you know, finish my degree and I, you know, the little kids around, I thought, well, you know, I just can't do, you know, acting sporadically. So I went back and part of that degree course, the one that I picked up, there was script writing on offer. And I thought, you know, that's something I can do. I can do it when the kids are asleep. I was thinking along those lines. And then I thought, if I'm, you know, I'm no good at it. I could, you know, I'll try, I'll try something else. But, um, I, yeah, I really found, yeah, I took to it and I I liked, I liked it a lot because with script writing, you learn a lot of rules, you learn how to structure something and how to break it down. And, and I thought that style of writing suited me because I had done some acting. I could, you know, the, the dialogue I found uh, not too difficult to do. Um, So yeah, it was, it was like applying a lot of practical um, techniques, if you like.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah and I find that really interesting, too, of like coming from like starting with the acting and then moving more into the writing because I guess you'll learn to really embody those characters that you're writing about, right, so you start to like, okay, what would they say? How would this go what is this interaction? Is that kinda of like and it just like went on from there
1: well very much so And i th- I think I do like you know I always hear hear the rhythms of the of us you know the dialogue and and you know and just having you know, been in television for a long, long time. So you you kind of have it in your head what works and what doesn't as well. And, yeah, I mean, and every character's, have you know, you try to give them unique voices, as you know. <laughs> I will say I'm also in awe of you. You're so prolific. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you know? thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading uh, Have We Met Before? So it's, yeah. Oh, lovely. really? <laughs> yeah, it's just so easy to read, you know, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, don't, I don't know how you do it. Having written one novel, I'm like, oh, I feel like, Yes right I can retire now but
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh but it's it's well to be honest though literally like let's let's listen you've now you've worked on you just spoke so cruisy about oh yeah I gave script writing a go but you've worked on love child you've worked on all saints you've worked on the mcclouds you've worked on all of our favorite australian tv shows (laughs) that we know and love so what was the how did you
1: yeah, how did that start? How did you get into? How did that start? Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I finished. I did this, this you know, uh, script writing as part of my degree. And when I finished, I wrote a feature film script, and I submitted it to a new for a new writers bursary um, to Screen West, which is in WA. And I won that, and then because of that, like in WA at that time, they had uh, a, a, a bit of an industry in kids television. Not there's, there, really wasn't much adults drama. But um, I got commissioned, uh, you know, because of the attention of the, the the feature film, which actually never got up, even though it was in development for about ten years. <laughs> it just like never happened, and that's a, a kind of common cry of people in feature yeah. film. But, um, and I always thought I would have a career in feature film, but so I wasn't really planning on a career in television. So it's kind of odd that it worked out this way. But um, so anyway, I got commissioned to write for a kids' show called Ship to Shore, which um, was about a bunch of kids on this island. And it was a lot of silly nonsense and it was, yeah, lots of fun. So I wrote a couple of episodes of that. And then that led to another kids' show called Minty, which had this great premise, which was about a, it was a, about an Aussie soap star who has an identical look-alike, um, this English schoolgirl, and they swap places. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, it was Yeah, that was, again, lots of fun to ride because I it was I, just, think, you
0: know, I think I've heard or seen of that. Now you talk about right. it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah and who, who doesn't like an identical swap story oh, you know
0: yeah. <laughs> Um
1: and so yeah there was a another public kids shows and anyway then I eventually moved from WA to uh Sydney um oh, 99 I was there and uh it, again it was just a little bit fortuitous one of the people that had been involved in one of the kids shows was now script producing all saints and they had an opening for a script editor and I got offered the job and I again I wasn't really sure what that entailed but they said look you know we had these in-house script editors and you know you you kind of come into the plot and then you you know you you go over, go over the script I was actually I think I was scared to death starting the job because I thought I really don't know what I'm doing and it's a medical show what do I know about any of this stuff but were you an avid
0: watcher of the show before that happened
1: Not really, because I have to say, medical shows. I wasn't. It was you know, like you you get drawn to some genres, and you know, I love crime and I love all those you know murder mysteries and and medical. I could you know, look. I've definitely over the years have watched my share of Grays and you know, um, you know House and things like that. But it's not it's not something like oh, I must watch it. But you know, I of course when you when you're writing for a show, you you know, you get you know, you totally immerse yourself in it and um. And I realised that, again, with something like All Saints, it was 40 episodes a year, can you believe it, back in the days when they were commissioning, you know, long-running shows. And so the way that would work is that you had an in-house team and there were about, I think we had three script editors, the script producer, the trainee script editor. There were two full-time researchers and they would rotate from being in the writer's room or down on set and they were, you know, people who hadn't some kind of medical background, thank goodness. Um, and we would we'd have to plot one a week and it was very, it was sort of quite regimented. You'd do... Um, you know, you do your pre-plot on a Monday, and there would always be some other meetings. And then the tu- I think it was like the Tuesday would be the director's meeting from the week before, and then you'd have the, the plot on the Wednesday, and they had various different writers that would come in and everybody would, you know, you'd plot out the whole episode, then they'd go away and write it. Um, yeah, but I learned a lot in terms of I realized too, you don't have to be an expert on everything, because otherwise, how could you <laughs> when you're script writing? You just need to know how to read the research and and put some of it into the, the story you know and thankfully that the luckily the script producer had been a former nurse so whenever oh, wow. you got in whenever you got into trouble and you went like um this tension pneumothorax thing that I am meant to be doing <laughs> you know so anyway we were um yeah so that's how that came about I worked on that for oh god almost a year I think and then then I I actually left there and I did I think I was just freelancing again maybe writing you know another draft of this feature film that never happened, um, and then McLeod's daughters started and the the script producer had been on All Saints asked me if I would wanted to come on board McLeod's and that was an interesting one because it, it was at a time when Channel Nine was a very blokey type of um, network or was known to be so there were a lot of you know lots of crime, you know, cop shows and homicide shows and you know that that was their that was their meat and potatoes, if you like. But um so it was a bit of a, a departure for them to have this story about five women on a farm. Um but they had a very successful telly movie that uh, that had um Posey Graham Evans had created. And because of the success of that they said, oh well I guess I guess you know we should cater to the women. so anyway that's that's how that came about and um you know again a funny story we were sitting in the plot room early on like about five or six and we were just thinking know what what else can these women do on the farm like we thought thought we'd run out of story you know and like it ended up having 220 episodes later so wow
0: I was gonna say that was like I want how long running was that like 220 episodes that is insane and I do remember I do remember people still um like attribute McLeod's Daughters to like changing the scene of like something for women I do remember I have seen or heard of maybe I've listened to a couple of podcasts about that time and and how it how it came in and and really changed things which what an amazing thing to be a part of
1: I know it was it was very it was a very different time because you think back then there were there were just the free to wears and uh, you know the and the network television as as it's called and and you know ABC obviously but people would you know, you would sit down and watch something together as a family. And of course, you know, people didn't have their own individual computers that they're watching everything on or their handheld, you know, the the devices. And so it was a very different time is, you know, the ratings, there were a lot more people watching a show, and that's how you lived or died. And we were put on it, which was unusual at the time, a 7.30 time slot. So we weren't competing for those eight thirty time slots because a lot of the time you were not only competing against um, Australian shows, you were competing for the big American shows that would have those eight thirty time slots. So we we were kind of on at seven thirty. It was a very family friendly time, if you like. And uh, I think it surprised all the people in it, Channel Nine, all the blokes in there. They were like, "Oh, this show's doing quite well," and and it did. It just grew and grew and grew. And so yeah, all those and you know, and it sold very well overseas because that's the other thing about television. Each each uh country will have their distinctive you know what they're good at and you know it right. is hard to compete with those big American shows but at the time no one no one had those big vistas that we had on McLeod's and to see those women riding horses which they all could ride right? well they were trained to do it yeah. um so it had those big pictures which was very very different for the time you know yeah, yeah.
0: oh my god I hmm. love that and it doesn't even seem that long ago but like how you said the industry then to now we're like yeah. I can't even <laughs> Imagine what a like a writing room would be. Well, there's obviously a massive writer strike in America on on all levels, but like, just what a writing room would be now. Like, have you worked on any recently? And you've seen a lot a lot change since it's all like stream uh, and.
1: Yeah, I have. I mean, I've created a couple of shows, but just I've worked. I worked both on my own shows, um, and then you know, freelanced around, um. You know, and again, just for your your listeners that you know when when I was on the cloud, so I went from being a writer and a script editor to, to eventually being the script producer. Which is the script producer basically means that you're you're the one in charge of the plot and the yeah. and the, the stories every week. So, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of fun, but it's also it's also you know scary because you've got to think of what you're going to do. And then you give feedback to all the other writers. And so it was I'd had again, I w- I will say I hadn't planned on this career. It it kind of one thing evolved to the next, to the next, to the next. So um anyway, so coming back to now the difference. Uh as, you know, yes, if I'd go back 15, 20 years, there were a lot of long-running shows. You know, mm-hmm. as a was 40 a year, McLeod's we did it uh, started off as a 20. 22 I think episode then it went to 24 28 something like that each season and and they rolled on and uh, there were multiple shows on air like that that would be orders of you know 20 odd episodes and now the difference is that you know you you often see a show that will be six episodes or eight or even 10 is now seemed like a lot of episodes for a show and I think what they try to do it's the um you know, the the networks now apply kind of a rule of it's not just the ratings on the night, but it's the overall numbers for the week. And they have various mm-hmm. models that they work out how to how are they getting their core demographic or who they want in targeted advertising. And then for the streamers, it's very much like, well, will this show pop enough? for you for them to get new subscribers so it's a they're kind of different models so one one wants okay is will this show break through the clutter that people go okay I've got to sign up to you know whatever the streamer is to I've got to see that show you know so they're always looking for that slightly um, thing that's going and it, to, and it it might not appeal to everybody, but it's got to appeal to somebody.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's like, oh, my, that's a whole other competitive war, isn't it, of, like, we're just constantly searching for, like, who can get our eyes on it, like, you know, our general, um, what's it called? Yeah. Attention span. It's like our general attention span.
1: <laughs> 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 It is all of that. It's about attention span and yeah. people will say things like they, they want something that they couldn't find anywhere else. They want it to be u- new and unique and interesting and pop and they get all these new buzzwords. But uh, if often that ends up nobody really knows what that means and so they kind of like, you know, and it's it's so funny how things come in waves. You go, oh, okay, like we've had the wave of this and now it's this, you know, we're done with you know, time travel for the time being or zombie pick. Zombie like whatever's hot at the
0: time. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: whatever it might be and and I think you know when when you yes when you're pitching to people they kind of they they're all nervous because of course there's a lot of money involved and if they get it wrong you know yeah so it is a it's a funny it's a funny industry
0: but you need to tell me I like I could dive into this because it's, it's a whole other world and it sounds it's so interesting to me of like Cause now you've moved into this other process of novel writing, which is I know from going from a team of writers, it's like, oh, this is just me now. It's my story. And you're not just telling the <laughs> the dialogue. Obviously, I'm I'm sure in screenwriting you have to obviously bring everything together, but this is next level. You're also like writing writing the scene and everything. And I love this book. So I, I don't even think I've said the name yet. Twelve steps to a long and fulfilling death. Honestly, it is just it is I love it because it's hilarious. Like there's so many good things that I am like literally laughing out loud but at the same time. It's like super deep, and there's moments in there that I'm just like, you know it makes you really think about things, and i i I love it. it's a beautiful mystery at the same time. And I just yeah, firstly, I'd love it, I'll get you to say, uh tell a bit of a synopsis about it first, and then how you kind of yeah how this came about, how you decided to move in, move into a different genre essentially.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well thank you for that rave, Olivia. I'll pay you later. That's <laughs> <No>, true. <laughs> will, and I'm I'm thrilled. It's actually a it's incredibly exciting when people tell you that they've loved a book. And it's it's I mean I've been very fortunate to work on a lot of really great shows over the years, but the difference you know, I was explaining this to someone the other day. In in television, the script isn't the end product. The script is the beginning, in a way, because it's the thing that it then the the actors work on and the director works on, and then it's made, and then there's a post production, and then there's so many elements yeah. that go into part part that, and it's not even just the collaboration of the writers. It's it's a collaboration of you know hundreds of people, and so by the time you actually see it on air, you kind of oh, my phone keeps going off. Um, yeah. You know. You're kind of like, oh, oh, that. That's right. That, you know. And it, and it, it's so many voices in there. In the end, so to have uh, the difference for writing a novel was, yeah, it, it, yeah, quite yeah, on very different ends of the spectrum. But coming back to what it's about. So, uh, yes, in a nutshell, oh, terrible, terrible to try and f- figure out what, what was my book about. Um So yes, I have a dual protagonist. So I have my. Uh Stacy, who I know this is no spoiler alert, she's dead. And uh she you know that from page one. Yes. <laughs> but she's a ghost and she doesn't know. I, I someone said to me, How would you best describe it? And I thought, well, it's kind of like an existential ghost story. Like my my heroine is dead, but she doesn't know how why she's dead or how she ended up dead. Um, so first of all, she doesn't know she's dead, so she's got to figure that out and why nobody's taking her calls or <laughs> you know, answering her questions. And then when she does realize that she's actually dead, it's like, oh damn, you know, yeah why? why how? Like I, I've, you know, I'm barely lived and now here I am. And and what what does my life mean? And why am I still here? So um and, uh, yeah, so then i tell it from her point of view and also from the detective investigating the case. So uh, kind of both. Both a, a ghost story wrapped up in a murder mystery or murder mystery wrapped up in a ghost story, depending on how you like your your, your books.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's also written in this very, like, I don't know, it's almost like a, a pop culture world. Like, I know so many of my friends would absolutely devour this, and I can't, honestly can't wait till they get their hands on it. So it's a very, like, it's like all that, but yet, fun at the same time yeah that's yeah fantastic. I will say
1: that's fine yes it's got a droll sense of humor <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah so when we when was how did this story come to you when okay were
1: you like, well I, life? <laughs> I'd have to say there there is a lot of you know life imitating art and art imitating life in in all writing isn't there yeah um so after I I'd, I'd worked on a show called winter which was a six-part crime show um that I had done with the uh, with Rebecca Gibney oh, and yeah. I just finished that and I went you know I kind of had this, long, like I said, long TV career in Australia, and I had a couple of ideas that I would worked on, where um, some by myself, some with a couple of other people, that I thought would suit the American market. And I had had a couple of trips, but you know, as everyone says, you've really got to be there on the on the ground. And so myself and my partner, who is a producer, and so he, we went. Look, why don't we just do it? Why don't we just go there and, and spend a little bit of time and see what happens? And so we went to Los Angeles and. Uh, you know, and we we had an initial flurry of great meetings and everybody was like, oh, terrific. And, you know, the Americans do very good meetings and you feel like, right, oh, terrific, I've made it. I'm going to be really rich and famous now, terrific, finally. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, and, and then a couple of things we did go into a bit of development on, but a lot of the time we were sort of waiting around for people to get back to us. And the other thing we noticed that Americans aren't very good at, they're great at doing meetings, but they're not very good at following up. So you can often feel like, Oh, I'm not sure. I thought we were all best friends and now I'm not hearing from anybody and I'm not sure what's really going on here. So anyway, I also had some friends in Los Angeles and I think that I got to see and experience the city that you do in a different way than when you're living somewhere. Like, you know, in Sydney, I was just always so busy doing things that you don't really, you know, it takes it almost like somebody to come over to Sydney for you to even go you know, see the opera house again. You're kind of like, oh, I'm just here, busy doing my life. Um, but, you know, when I was there, I had all this time. So I was absorbing and taking in the the place. And also to, you know, Los Angeles is a really interesting pe- place that, you know, there almost is a love-hate relationship with it. I, I did really love it, but it's, it's one of those... Um, you kind of got to get into the place, and then there's all these sort of little secret hidey holes that you get to find out. And um, but the whole city is based around film and television. So you know, in your local coffee shop, there'll be people on their computers writing screenplays, and your Uber driver will be a you know out of work director, or you know, there's just it's just the whole place. And then coupled with that is the whole support system for film and television. So there's you know, which is where the whole. Um, Health and well, you know, living your best life and 12 steps to this, and you know, trying to get ahead and what, what's going to make me happy and happiness as a goal, and you know, all of those things around that industry. And yeah, and so, there were times where I felt part of it, but there were times when I, I felt like you know, it was a merry go round in front of me and I was waiting to get on. So, so I had that sort of almost ghost like feeling myself, like, hang on a minute, you know, <laughs> I'm here. Oh <laughs> my then- gosh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. The other strange thing about Los Angeles is that you realise it's like a place where everybody comes to. They come there for a reason and that's how the city was, you know, sprung up and, uh, you know, they started to set, you know, build the big studios and then everybody came and the city built around it. Um, so there is a sense that somehow, ever, everybody's passing through and they're not going to be there forever, which is a bit like life itself. You know, we're all sort of travellers and we're passing through and we're crossing paths and, you know, connecting in different ways. And then also, too, you realise how fleeting it all is with the fame side of things, because if you, you know, if you walk along the Avenue of Stars and, you know, you'll see names that for sure you recognise, but there are a lot that you have... you you've no idea who they are you know yet they were obviously famous once upon a time to have had this star there so yeah i was i think i was contemplating all those things while i while i was there and um and i think then as in terms of why a novel and why not tv um i was working on a second series for winter back in Australia, and, you know, this often happens. For all the for all the stuff you see on air, it's almost like the uh, the tip of the iceberg. There's a big iceberg underneath that, that never gets up and you just do a lot of development and it goes around, it comes around, it goes out the door. And so, you know, and, and I had two or three of those that just fell over. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh, so sick of television, I'm so sick of, you know, waiting for other people to give me a yes. I'm going to write a novel. <laughs> i of so almost at a peak, and I think that's where um that's where my voice is staisy. Like, yeah, why not?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say, having that as a background is like almost the editing process is probably nothing because I can't even imagine, like you said, what actually goes on behind. Whereas, like as just someone who's just right, right like just writes books you know you develop developmental edit it and then you're other edit it and then this and that like it can seem like a long process where to you it's really like I
1: will say it took me a long time I, well, I'm, not gonna <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm not gonna lie about that in fact I find script writing a hell of a lot easier because okay. again coming back to the differences mm. you know with Writing, the art of script writing is about describing a scene in as few words as possible. So, you know, you've got your scene yeah. headers, so that, that already tells the person where they are. So you don't write, you know, it's called the big print when you're writing in a in a script. And so, which is the prose type, if you like, of the of, of the actual um, you know, the work. Uh, and you just don't write a lot. You know, nobody wants to read whole swags of description okay. about a character. It's really just as it kind of uh concise as you can be so that's a so I had to you know learn not not to say that I waffled on in my novel but just to learn to to fill in the detail and to write all of that that I would never have done you know writing a script so that was it was both a joy but also a real challenge you know like it's a it's a just it's sort of the same same but different you know it's a really different sort of art form.
0: Also like when people read the book too like a lot of it you're talking from well, obviously there's a ghost so like you're not it's not you can't really speak out loud it's not like you're writing constant dialogue it's a completely <laughs> different way to tell stories so yeah, yeah. That's, that would have been a, a complete change it's like fun though it's a different way to like use use your skills right
1: yeah it was it was fun I it, look it, it was a funny thing to do too because I thought well if I'm going to write a novel what am I going to write a novel about and I thought well and like I said i for some reason I had some ghost ideas running around in my head and I do like mysteries as well. Um And then I thought about, I thought about, you know, actually films that I liked that had ghosts and were mysteries. So the sixth sense was a ghost story that had a, you know, there was a mystery to unravel and, and even the film ghost, there's a murder mystery to unpack. So I thought, oh, okay, well, I could probably do that. And I also like, I like the fact that, she, you know, it's the unreliable narrator, like, you know, the, the idea that she she doesn't she doesn't know what's gone on and she doesn't have full, um, you know, and and I thought, oh, yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. Just because you're dead doesn't mean you, you know, you really know what's happened to you or that you're, you know. And it was funny because I remember my mum, my mum was Scottish and she's passed away now, but I remember her, she used to always kind of talk about the, you know that a mother had come to her and told her something the night or whatever um but she she said oh yes that they said that the, you know the rallies will come and say something but you know that oh, sometimes they just talk a lot of nonsense and i was like you know it sort of stuck with me that idea that just because you you know you've passed on that you, you you somehow you're wise you know not 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 necessarily <laughs> and whether it's true or not i don't know i just like that idea <laughs>
0: I love that too. I love I love how you said the I love stories where you do have the like unreliable narrator too, because I think it makes me personally when I'm reading a book, it makes me like that person more. They're not hiding anything from me. Like they're trying to figure it out at the same time I am. So it's like, oh, just give it away already. It's not, it's like I'm on their journey, which is which I absolutely love as well. So so it's amazing. (laughs) Honestly, I can't recommend this book more to everyone. And now this is a thing for you. Hey, you've got you're writing a second one, I believe.
1: Yes, I am. Uh, I, I, the funny thing is, like I said, when I started writing the first one, I really was doing it for myself, and I, you know. I mean, I, I'm I'm in awe of of your output, I've got to say. But because I've I've started this second one, I'm like, huh, yes, now there's a bit of expectation on me because I I had no idea whether I was going to be published or not, no idea if anyone would read it or not. No. And then, you know, the second one's like, oh now now I'm going, now I've got to be really good. Oh, you know, it's a little bit more agony, I have to say, but I will I've I've got, yeah, I've just got to get on with it.
0: And then you've got a deadline too, and then you're like, oh.
1: <laughs> <I know. laughs> Yeah. I know. I
0: know. I think I've just created an obsession. I think I prefer to dive into my fictional world sometimes rather than just like my own little getaway. It's
1: like <laughs> Exactly. Well, yeah. well my my problem is that I've got some I've I've just been doing some freelance television writing and so I've I've been popping in and out of two different shows and then I'm like oh I got that off my desk. Yes. Now back to the novel and I'm like oh that's right now where was I and it's like you know it's not just like all oh, easy to pick up you've really got to immerse yourself in it
0: yeah and not only that too like I because I think when you do when you do commit to, uh, this is just my own personal way of doing things you really have to commit to like okay even if it's just a little bit I don't want to lose a story but not only that you're now diving into Different ways of writing, but also different stories. And so you've got all these different little projects that you've, but uh, you know, that, that's the fun. That's the fun of being a writer. I love is that. The time. What, what do you do? Do
1: you plot everything out or do you leave some things for yourself to discover?
0: Uh, it depends. So I'm, uh, I think when a story comes, I feel like a part of the ending always kind of comes to me. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's where I know where I've got to he- head up. And then I really want to get to know my characters. But then in the in-between, I, yeah, a lot of the times I'll be like, I'll have something like kind of draft in between, but it could take me on a completely, completely different journey. What about you? What about you, your, your, your name?
1: It's good to know that because, you know, because uh, yes, I, I didn't even realize they were two different uh, terms for the, the plotters or the pantsers, you know, um, by the city of your so yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh okay and i think i started as a bit of a seat of a the pantser yeah. Um, yeah. and then i i think in the first novel and i got a couple of chapters in and i went oh i really don't know where i'm going <laughs> so i had to stop and work out i had again probably like that i had some big yeah. broad stroke ideas of where i was going and then i had sort of specific ideas for um some chapters like i knew i wanted to do you know, the funeral and things like that. So, I had some ideas for what that would look like. And yeah, so yeah, but it's a, it is it's interesting. It in, yeah, a bit of both. Oh, whereas in film and TV, I wouldn't, I tend to plot it out, you know, yeah, before I
0: start. Yeah. And also, I guess it's a different, I mean, you, I don't know, do you, when you're talking about film and TV, you don't always know, I guess you've always got to keep some things open, right? Because you don't know how, yeah. you don't always know probably how long that, how many more series you're going to pick up? That's wow, right. That's right.
1: You can't just go and then they lived happily ever after. Yeah. The past, <laughs> it's
0: actually. like oh, now I've got to make six
1: more episodes. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, listen, I mean, in fact, it's a bit of a joke in TV. So it's like you know, you never bring the the erst they call the erst couple, the unresolved sexual tension couple, together because once you do, it's like uh, uh, who cares now? Yeah, so, people yeah. are people are over it by then. <laughs> are over. Oh, look, you bring in the new love interest. We're done yeah. with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. You try and you know yeah you know, prolong that as much as possible, but uh, and I I do say like with with the novel writing what I found interesting and you probably find the same is that you kind of as you're writing sometimes it's almost a it's a weird thing It it takes you somewhere and you're not expecting to go and and there's something in the the exploration of the prose itself that is the story whereas I never found that in script writing this is this really interesting the way it happens in in novel writing
0: yeah and it, it does it takes you on your own journey and it's uh, like oh, at the same time I don't know I don't, I don't I haven't delved into the um script writing realm but it's almost like the themes come in second-handed when I first wanted to be a writer and I was studying it a bit I wanted just to be about the theme and then I learned if you really do it that you're gonna have a terrible story like <laughs> you have to just let let the, that stuff in the background take the course course through the story so um yeah you know what
1: that's just that, that's the same with television too you can see it you can there's some shows which will get a lot of kudos but you know if you if you're watching you're going well, why isn't this engaging me and then I you know this and then you realize that the theme is heavy that they're actually that's really what they're sort out. of the pushing it out and yeah. you know, people, yeah people really want to get lost in the story and then
0: yeah, think about people. the theme
1: as a hundred
0: percent yeah. yeah. If you forget about that, it'll it'll come through. Have you read Big Magic?
1: No. If,
0: oh my gosh, you're, you're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I Big can't magic wait. by oh, with some of the things you're you're talking about, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, it like uh, you some of the things you're talking about now I'm like you're gonna absolutely love that that book absolutely
1: oh good
0: excellent no oh, so I have loved talking to you Sarah I could literally talk to you about writing like <laughs> forever but this is the writer's advice podcast so one question I must ask you and with this I love that um I'm asking you this question because you can speak from so many different styles of writing on this. But say anyone is listening right now and you're like, you know what, I think I'm a writer or maybe they're starting um, working on something, Mm -hmm. whether it is script, whether it is a novel, like it could be any type type of type of genre. What is some um, number one advice that you would pass on for an up and coming writer?
1: oh that's so it's yes it's all you know what I I guess if I look at my own experience I never knew I could write I never had I was not a I wasn't like you know, in my teens or, you know, childhood things, sitting there writing my own stories, I mean, other than what I did at school or anything. So it wasn't until I did learn script writing that I realised that I could write at all. And that was because it was quite a visual medium, but also because I learnt... Um, craft to go with it it's like a really craft you know
0: yeah.
1: almost. It's technical writing but in a way it is because there's you know you learn how to oh that's how you put the scene headers together and this is that so that that actually appealed to my brain um and so I think it's almost like don't be daunted by it like if you feel like there's something you want to explore you know just maybe try start writing something but also uh, Yeah, I probably wouldn't have just tried writing a script had I not learnt some practical applications. Yeah. So I think even if it's just a little short course on something that it can get you started. Um, And I will say even with the novel, because I started and stopped. I started when I was in L.A. I actually came back and did two, three shows while I was. It. So it's this is how it, it's not quick, it's not a quick ride. Um, but what what I did discover was that I actually joined a writer's group and it was so encouraging. And that's the other thing I would do is um, and I would never have done this either, but I was working with a script writer friend of mine, and she said, Oh, I've got this writer's group going, you know, come along. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and what happened was that we all read out little bits of what we were working on. So it was like the ultimate show and tell, hilarious. Um and, and I was I have to say I was so nervous and I go oh okay I'll read you a paragraph and I again I was so not used to doing this but it was terrific and it was very yeah. I was a very supportive group we you know um ate cheese and drank wine and read each other's you know read read yeah. out a little- and then then I realized, oh, you know, then we wouldn't, you know, we'd probably meet every couple of months. But it was like, oh, I've got that I've got that group coming up. I better write something because otherwise I won't have anything to read out. So yeah, that was, I, I highly recommend that. I think it's a really good way to test your own work and just, you know, make sure it's a supportive group. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh my gosh, I love that. And honestly, everyone, like I was about to say, I'm so excited for your next book, but I'm not the- going <laughs> to pressure on just, that for you I'm sorry <laughs> please don't hold your breath because <laughs> I'm not quick <laughs> but everyone can get 12 steps to a long and fulfilling death and now the cover is divine when I put this little video like the cover is divine honestly you it is just popping out of a bookshelf. so I absolutely love that you can get that everywhere but if anyone wants to get in contact with you where can they find you do you have a website or a social
1: don't have a website. I've got a I've got
0: I'm on Instagram.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna say sorry, I'm very late. I mean, I've been in the television is like a, for so long, but I'm so late to social media. I, I mean I'm so you know, late to the party.
0: <laughs> it feels it's fine. Like I, I it's not a great, you know, sometimes it's not the best party to be part of. So like I totally understand that. But anyway. <laughs> what is your Instagram handle? Oh, sorry, it's a <laughs> I, it's
1: uh Sarah underscore says
0: awesome perfect excellent thank you so much and yes thank you thank you I've had the best chat with you and yeah I could chat forever so thank you so much oh
1: you too Olivia thank you for having me on (laughs) (laughs) and all the best for